Oh man, I am sore today, boys. Had a good good time at the gym. Enjoy it while before it gets super crowded after the first of the year. Yeah, for real. Everyone in their new year's resolutions. New year, new me. Hello, my friends. Thank you for joining us for the PebCAC podcast, a weekly information security show featuring some all-around good people. It is week one of 2023. Happy New Year's to everyone except Brian. 2023 will be a new beginning where we get to wipe the slate clean and see the gyms crowded for a few weeks. With me, we have a resident gym expert who never has to wait in line for equipment, Uncle Barbecue. So fun fact, I mean, Uncle Barbecue is Brian, so I don't know why you're dissing me on here and that's giving me a Happy New Year's. That's okay. Um, But yeah, I don't know about not ever having to wait in line for equipment, Chris. I, I do find myself wandering around wishing, is it leg day again for everybody? I was there this morning and like literally every machine I wanted to go to was taken. So I just kind of stand there awkwardly looking at my phone, trying not to be the creep in the gym. See, get some freeways, do some farmer carries, farmer walks. True. In theory, if you're going to do those, I learned that you should not do it with equal weights in each hand you should only like go with only one hand with weight and the other one that way it helps uh, with stabilization and it's incredible it is actually a lot more difficult to do it that way just start lifting the equipment all, all these people are on and just walk down the gym with it blow just the bench press that or yeah <laughs> <laughs> you could do that and we have glenn medina who works out at planet fitness no matter what month it is yeah, I don't, I don't think there's enough weights inside Planet Fitness for Brian anyway. So, like I said, you could gather probably 10 Planet Fitness and he probably could <laughs> easily bench everything inside there. Uh, but yeah, Happy New Year's, everyone. Happy to be back. And uh, ha- like I said, just happy to be here. And like I said, uh, it's been it's been quite a year. What do you guys think? It's been, it's been amazing. It's been a heck of a year, I'll say that. Yeah. It's better than the last two, that's for sure. Yeah, okay. finally getting back out there, getting to travel, although flights in the U.S. right now have ground to a halt due to the blizzards everywhere. Is that what happened in the Southwest? Ju- yeah. Well, that, blizzards uh, and logistical yeah. problems, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think they painted themselves into something where they just operationally did not do well. Uh, but uh, I, I don't see why it didn't affect any of the other airlines as much. Like, I think Southwest had a total blackout, or they call it a reset of all the, the air, the, their their airline, their services or their flights. They had to turn it off and on again. Yeah. <laughs> when in doubt, Microsoft reboot. Got it. Yeah. We had some Control friends that were delete. supposed to come in. We had some friends that were supposed to come in and did not end up coming in. And, and they're probably happier that they didn't because their flight here would have been delayed or was canceled. And then their flight going back probably would have been the same. Yep, I'm glad I'm not traveling this year. Or at least travel by car, not by plane. Yeah. So, what is your your New Year's Day go to like food of choice? Me or both of y'all? Really? Yeah, yeah. I assume you really? both would get blackout drunk. So I'm I'm curious, what is the hangover cure for one one twenty three? I have mine. Normally, a good prime rib, like prime rib on Christmas, prime rib on New Year's. But I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of done eating right now. Everything tastes really salty to me. I don't know why. There's a, a breakfast dish called, it's actually called The Hangover. It's biscuits, hash browns, chili, and then you could also throw Ooh. a country fried steak on there as well. Just fatty, greasy food. That's Where do you get that a from? Good, good one. Uh, there's a Where couple of restaurants around here that actually make it. 
Yeah? It sounds pretty delicious. Yeah. I actually like pozole. Have you guys ever had that? Oh, pozole. That's good stuff. No, never had that. I can't wow. even tell you what the ingredients are, but they are delicious. I don't care for the hominy, but the hominy beans, but uh, the rest of the thing is actually really good. No guests this week due to the holiday, but we hope to get up and running again in 2023 with some awesome guests lined up. Yeah, where's Todd? No one knows. The fourth member just in and out like that. Yeah, <laughs> jerk. <laughs> no kidding. Combined, we have decades of information security experience and here not just to educate, but entertain. We've got four awesome stories for you this week. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Programming note, I picked up a copy of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 during the break, and I've been playing it quite a bit. I wanted to try something new, and I will kick off our YouTube channel for the podcast overlaying our voices over the Call of Duty gameplay. I'll be doing both campaign mode as well as multiplayer, so check us out. We're at youtube.com slash at Podcast, and I'll link it through in the show notes. Right now we have episodes 91 and 92 posted up as I collect more COD footage. I'll be posting back episodes depending on the reception we get. I'm about to start playing with you now. No kidding. Yeah, come join. Come join. I'll create a lobby. Are you an Xbox, PS4, or 5, whatever it is on now, or are you a computer? PC Master PC. Race, for sure. Oh, all right. Look at that. Makes it are easier you, to capture, Brian? too. What do you play it on? I don't play it at all, but if I were, I guess it would probably be the Xbox. Because you probably can't play that game on a Mac, can you? No. No Mac. Hence no. the PC Master Race. Comment. I think PC... Yeah. The other programming note is that we are approaching episode 100 and we want to do something special. Our only in-person episode at Black Hat wasn't asked to be anything episode with question from the hosts, but we want to open it up to the listeners. For those of you who know us, send us the questions you would like answered by us. And for those of you who don't know us, send us an email to podcast at chrislouis.net with the subject line, ask me anything, and we'll see how many we get to answer on our 100th episode. I actually have a question for the listeners on that. So ask all the questions, right? But I'm curious, and, and I'm curious for both Glenn and Chris, do you guys think that we could take a bipartisan approach to the Twitter files and cover that in one of the things, or do you think that might be just not well-received? I personally think, I think we can do it. So the way that Elon dropped it was pretty clever so he picked two independent journalists the first guy i can't remember his name matt matt something Mm -hmm. he's a far left reporter for the rolling stone a far left reporter for a far left publication and then the he did every other one the second time he dropped it he dropped it to a more right-leaning conservative reporter for a conservative publication so he he gave both of them access to it. And I think they both did a pretty fair job of covering just the facts and not politically opining it. I feel like they, they keep like every time I think it's over, it's just like Twitter files eight, the remix. I'm like, what the hell? Like it is going and going. <laughs> it is amazing. But you know, it's funny you talk about that, about Matt. I, I never would have gotten that from the way that he writes. I wouldn't have thought that he leaned left at all. Yeah, so he leans left and he writes for a far left publication. Then Mary Berry, I think, was the second one, and she leans right and she writes for a conservative publication. So he he was pretty fair about doing it both ways, just so he he no one could say, oh, you handed this to a Fox reporter, and of course they're gonna spin it. No, Mm -hmm. he he tried to do it as fair as he could. Have you gone as far as reading the additional write up on their third party websites? I have not. I've just seen what was in the Twitter threads. 
All right, I think we should read reread the threads and then go read the uh, the follow up to that as well. If we do it, what do you think, Glenn? Do you think that would be a good idea? I think it could be. Um, like I said, I think we should do whatever we want to do anyway because we host this podcast. It's just how many listeners would tune in or tune out. Um, so it, I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah, I feel like everyone thinks it's it's a hundred percent pure red view of things, and I it, like every time I go through it, I'm just like, man, like it. I think everyone should care about what's going on here, regardless of whose team wins. I think we all lose historic. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, have you gotten that vibe from it as well? Or do you think it's it's a pure, like, oh, we're just more liberal or we're more conservative? Well, if we do the episode on it, we should probably save it for that one. Okay, let's exactly. do that. Yeah. Yep. Today, we're going to open the show with more closing the loop on the FTX drama, never ending. Open with Google's first serious competitor. For our first topic, yes, your vacuum is spying on you. Next, we have new revelations in the Chinese TikTok spying scandal. For our third story, we'll discuss how AI is turning strip kitties into ransomware authors and close with our favorite ways to insult people. Closing the loop this week. CEO of Alameda Research, Caroline Ellison, and FTX co-founder and CFO Gary Wang both plead guilty to fraud and implicate, implicate Sam Bankman fraud. They both admitted to knowingly steal, stealing customer deposits and that it was wrong, in direct contradiction to SBF's claim that the company went under due to bad luck. Wasn't he having like relations with this woman? Yeah, I think they said he, he, she was his girlfriend. So I think it's obvious that the the relations weren't that great. <laughs> I think the other surprising thing is so Sam Bankman fraud. He's thirty years old. I think Caroline and Gary Wang they're both twenty nine. So I think this goes back to your point, Brian, that when you have a bunch of twenty somethings running a multi billion dollar company, you that should have been a canary in the coal mine that something was wrong here. Maybe just no one asked, right? They were like, oh, that's not PC anymore. We can't ask how old people are. All right. For our opening topic, I had a, I had a different story slide for the opening topic. We got some late breaking news that's tech related. So we're actually going to have four tech stories this week. Ooh. The company oh, OpenAI created a tool called ChatGPT where you can talk to or ask questions to the smartest AI on the planet and it will crawl the entire internet to get you a response. It's pretty cool and asked it to write a script for me about two people on a podcast arguing whether RSA or ECC encryption was better. The natural language processing was amazing and I won't bore you with the entire script, but suffice it to say it's really impressive and it's only in beta right now. I would say I actually think it's pretty cool. I don't know that it's actually scouring the internet live right now. I think there's a limit. I think it stopped in 2019 or 2020 as far as the information it can gather. Yeah, it's still in, in beta right now for sure. It's it's a little buggy. Uh, sometimes when you ask it a question, it says, I'm busy right now, try back later. But for the most part, when it does get it right, it gets it right. Yeah, I haven't seen that issue yet. I will say that for some simplistic answers to emails, I've been leveraging it. And I like it because the underlying tone is that I am your grandpa and I care about you. Right. <laughs> yeah. Where I normally don't care about people. I think it does a good job of uh, communicating in a tone that's received well by others. Brian, rough around the edges. Really? No surprise there. 
<laughs> the late breaking news is that the popular search engine Google is now declaring a quote code red emergency to build a rival to ChatGPT. And let me break it down to you for why ChatGPT is such an ex existential threat to Google search. We've said a hundred times on the podcast, what kind of company is Google? And don't say evil, evil. because we oh. already know that. <laughs> so that was a rhetorical question. You guys were supposed to say it's an ad company. Google oh, yeah. Is an ad, ad company. Ad. Oh, yeah, that, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for the smarter of the three of us to answer. Glenn was too busy eating his cuticles once again. Just a handful of panic attacks or panic snacks. That's right. That's right. For example, if I asked ChatGPT what year did the Washington Monument complete construction, ChatGPT would just spit out the answer right away, 1884. Easy and done. If I type the same question into Google, the first result is an ad to buy tickets to visit the Washington Monument. The second result is an ad to sell me plane tickets to visit Washington, D.C. And the third result will be a link to a website with the answer. You can see where this is going, and this is the first serious competitor to Google search since it gained search dominance. Why on earth did you ask that question? Of all the things you can ask. like that, That's not <laughs> even in my top million things I've ever wondered about. That was a good example because that's a good example of how Google just bombards you with ads no matter what you search with. I will say I've been to that monument and considering it was done in 1884, that's some quality work right there. Bravo. With ChatGPT, you have no ads, no censorship, no shadow banning, no promotion of certain viewpoints, just the honest truth and that scares the pants off of Google. Rightly so. Rightly, rightly so. I could definitely see myself using that in, in lieu of Siri and Google searching for, for stuff I just need to know a quick answer to. What's... Well, the question is, is, are they ever going to monetize ChatGPT later on? Yeah, that is the question. So right now, I, th I think it's privately funded. I don't know what their monetization model is, if they're going to rent the AI. I, I think actually that might be their, their model is they're going to create a chat bot and then companies like Amazon will rent their chat bot because it's it's so good like the natural language processing like you could probably do the turing test on it it's probably the most advanced ai that can at least try to pass the turing test they're probably tied to the link too yeah that would be cool maybe even tr google translation so you never have to worry about you get seamless translation between you and another foreign speaker or foreign language speaker oh yeah. that would be dope yeah, like a good way to tell if you're talking with a chatbot is ask like, when's the last time you ate a good steak? And I asked this to ChatGPT, and it was honest. It says, "I'm a computer-generated AI. I don't have the ability to taste a steak." Yeah, I've Ooh. seen some where it's like, "I'm sorry, I don't know the answer to that question." I'm like, "Okay, you're obviously a robot." Yeah, exactly. Like even when you ask Siri, "Are you stupid?" And she goes, "I'm sorry. I'm trying my hardest." <laughs> <laughs> you don't get all emotional, Siri. I know. Yeah, but it'll be interesting to see if ChatGPT eventually overtakes Google or what Google does to pivot and combat this. Because ChatGPT, it's still pretty early. It's still in beta. Uh, it's pretty good for being in a beta, in my opinion. But Google has missed the boat on this one, and they're frantically trying to catch up now. Well, it's got the latest. It's got the rave, right? There's a lot of people talking about it, Talk a lot of people using it, a lot of people providing input. And what does Google still wanting to do? They still want to sell you ads. 
So shame yeah. on them. I was showing my my wife and kids, not my son. He wasn't around, but a couple of my daughters like we don't get it. What's we don't we don't understand? Like what's so cool about this? I'm like you don't get this, but my what would I call her? I guess my stepmom. She's like, oh my god. So she, she works um, in the school system down in Florida, and she has mm-hmm. to write emails. I'm like, hey, give me a topic of an email. She's like, hey, your son's an idiot. They're failing. They're not going to graduate. And so I said, hey, write a letter to a parent about a son that is failing school. They're not going to graduate. And it generated the stuff. She's like, oh my gosh, I could totally use this. She's like, I always come off too harsh, but this thing is beautiful. So I got one yeah, person it's in. A total on game changer. Yeah. I, 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 in my opinion, it's a total game changer if they can get it more reliable. Yeah, could you imagine kids using this for school? <laughs> can you write me? A re- can you write a report on George Washington and his failings or his successes? <laughs> yeah, so, not, would do it. not just not just kids, like programmers. Programmers, they, <clears throat> I don't yeah. program, I don't code, but some of the devs that I've been seeing, they said this is better than like Stack Exchange. Like, you give it a programming problem, it'll spit it out, which. Hint, hint awesome. is actually related to a story we're going to talk about later. Hey, let's see if it can do F5 eye rolls. Like, that's the typical <laughs> programming language. Like, I'm sorry, this isn't my grandpa's chat GPT. We only do Node. All right, we'll, we'll follow up on that one next week, Brian. Give it yeah. a comp- complicated eye roll. Look at you, Brian. I'll give it a simple one. We'll see. All right, for our first topic, Brian, you sent this to us in the group chat. It, it basically confirmed what we all feared iRobot Roombas have been spying on us. There's a story that showed up last month that images from Roomba vacuums have made their way online, and these images are inside of people's homes. The most embarrassing or disturbing photo is of a woman sitting on a toilet. The photo starts showing up on an online forum, and they show the insides of people's homes who employed these Roombas to clean their houses. As we reported on this podcast, Amazon has acquired Roomba's parent company, iRobot, pending regulatory approval. iRobot made a statement that these images were taken off development Roombas and that the development beta participants explicitly opted in that the images would be taken and shared so they are denying all wrongdoing. The images were collected by iRobot and sent to a third-party AI company for processing in their AI black box where... Some employees got a hold of the images and shared them online. This confirms our deepest fears that iRobot is not just a smart vacuum company. They are collecting our data for other means, and that's what Amazon is interested in. So I looked at that, and I read that pretty deep, that article, and it was, you're, you're right, Chris. It was, these were supposed to be, you know, um, you know, some, some test development robots, and all these people had... Um, had had signed off that it was okay so shame on them i mean i I don't know if they knew exactly what they were getting themselves in for but it was interesting because you could see this thing as you scroll through some of the pictures and reading through the articles you could see the the robot as it's going through taking pictures or screenshots and then it was classifying this is a refrigerator this is a ceiling fan these are i guess it's, it's trying to mark its territory and kind of understand where it's at as far as you know, where, you know, the borders of the house or whatnot. So I, I think it's interesting, but man, you know, if this thing were to do, you know, the general Roomba was to do this in my own house, it's probably the reason why I don't have one. Yeah, this whole time I thought Roombas only did like 
maybe radar or like lidar type of things. I didn't know it was actually taking pictures and, and dynamically classifying the crap. And then on top of that, like the angle at which it's, this thing is shooting, like it's almost perverted, oh. right? It's like forty five yeah. degree angle going underneath the woman's skirt. <laughs> like what the heck, guys? Like this yeah. is the plot line of a terrible eighties movie. Um, one thing that was kind of interesting, by the way, like the article that you'll link, it doesn't have anything like bad, right? It's someone sitting on a toilet, but it's like almost grayscale, and you, like it's like not that embarrassing for our second topic <laughs> the debate whether to ban popular chinese owned social media company tiktok is heating up here in the u.s at first this seemed like a partisan issue where right-leaning governors were banning the app on government-owned devices our former president also attempted to ban the app or force a sale to a u.s owned company on national security grounds well it turns out they were all right ByteDance, the parent company of TikTok, admitted in a scathing internal report that their employees improperly access the data on its users, specifically journalists. Now, that is some NSO-level espionage. I would thought Elon would have to go buy TikTok for us to find this out. I know. What the heck? Yeah, this is what they're willing to admit to telling us, so just think of what they're hiding. Yeah. In defiance of all social media and technical norms, the company improperly gained access to these journalists' accounts. Allegedly, this data was used to determine if internal ByteDance employees or whistleblowers were communicating with the journalists, but this is a very scary precedent that cannot be overlooked. Uh, so I guess this is like only China residents only, right? So China news, China whatever, but not necessarily the thought that th this might be attempting to... to intercept uh american information inside this is that right no this is american journalists that they were oh american targeting. journalists yeah oh, wow. i don't, I don't know if they're american they weren't chinese because yeah uh tiktok is not used in china that's called duway daway this is a sister app that's used in china tiktok is using the rest of the world so they were definitely spying on journalists outside of china wow um, and i think specifically the u.s too because this is a scathing report that now all the U.S. Congress is pointing to this report and say, see, we were right. We need to ban TikTok. I'm with them. Ban it all. I, I, as soon as my kids turn 18, I lost that, that battle, and they're right back on it. But, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not participating in TikTok. My wife's not. Yeah, we're, we're done with it. My youngest isn't allowed to have it. So we're, we're winning that battle at this point. But I'm glad that they're doing it from the U.S. perspective. I think all, heck, all privately owned corporations should do the exact same thing. Yeah, I'm not so worried about the overt espionage that we now have evidence of, but also the influence campaigns. We have documented evidence like the Chinese Communist Party uses social media for disinformation and conceal legitimate protests within the country. So I think it's, it's still twofold. We have the spying allegations and then we have the influence operations. What it's still scary. I mean, if you think about it, they're collecting all that data, right? Yeah. Sorry, Brian. No, man, you're good. Is What's weird is like... The notion of how freely we just give stuff away to everybody, like in, in this particular thing, right? Like my, I remember the first time talking to my wife about like how, like this is bad. Like they're, they're literally capturing everything that you're doing. They're sending it off. It's like, I have really nothing to hide, right? You know, I'm a, I'm a woman. I work for, I, I live at home. I have kids. Like what could they possibly do with this information? So it's like, I, you have to frame it in a way that almost puts a little bit of fear in them. Right. And so it's like, for me, I had to be like, yeah. what would happen if China decided to invade the U.S.? And their sole goal was just to pick off every middle-aged woman that's a Christian, right? Then would you care? She's like, 
yeah, I would. I'm like, see, that's my point. Like, you have to think about, like, this because you're not yeah. doing anything illegal. You have to think about the ramifications of the information that you're throwing out there. So, yeah, the yeah. same thing. Think of the data. Along the same lines. So I think of the database that says, hey, this is where, this is all the people that are, like, we can see through some some AI that these are the gun-owning toters of America. Let's go target them first before we go after, you know, the, the ones that we know are, are pro-free gun, right? So FAFO. Yeah. 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 Being armed with that information can be extremely powerful and extremely dangerous. And I just think having a Chinese company have that level of influence here in the U.S. is not not good. I, I mean, look at... You know, China, China banned Google, China banned LinkedIn, China banned all these American companies for, you know, similar reasons. They they wanted to be able to spy and the U.S. company said no way or censor. And I think we have that leverage over TikTok as well. You know, force a sale to a U.S. company, have U.S. oversight on everything, and you can still have your app here. Yeah, this is the one time where I can get in board with the, uh, the government overreach <laughs> with TikTok, right? Helping, helping yeah. ban that. It's like national security. National security grounds. That's usually that's the the dog whistle for just anything you don't like or banning on national security grounds. But now this this is legitimately a national security issue. But I, I thought I thought this was done though, right? Isn't ByteDance an American company, or is that uh, no ByteDance no, got the blocked? Parent, yeah, the parent company. Yeah, but I thought the, I thought they I thought it was like I thought it was sold though wasn't sold I thought no, no. they said they just no, dumped it, it all into AWS or West and then we're like oh but then what do you do with the data there well, I'm like oh well then we send it to China I'm like yeah oh, you're just not sending it directly right <laughs> yeah I will right, I, yeah I think for, it was for everyone listening if you don't know what all the hoopla is about TikTok right you're like oh that's a kids thing I don't care what your nationality your sex your race anything like that. Go download it then, play with it for like five days, and then tell me why you're on that damn thing eight hours a day, right? Like it is highly addictive. They can figure uh, they can figure you out in a heartbeat of what's going to kind of keep your interest, whether it's barbecue, whether it's driving cars fast, like you name it, like or you just want to sit there and look at golden retrievers all day. They will just infiltrate you like no other, and then you'll figure out like why this damn app is so addictive. They're great at doing it. And that's how they monetize it. Daily active user, monetizable daily active users. They're incentivized to keep you inside the app. Absolutely. And then what's fun, like, especially if you find something that you like, you're like, oh, like there's a, there's a trend where they're showing really cool places that you've, you've hiked before. You're like, well, shoot, you know, I've hiked pretty cool places. Maybe I'll, I'll save this, this sound so I can go back and create my own thing. Okay. Create. I need access to all your photos and videos on your phone. Okay, like I'm an idiot. Boom, do that, right? Like it just it just does not go well for people at the end of the day. And but they will get you one way or the other. Eventually, you'll be like, I think I can put something together. It would be fun to watch for somebody else. And maybe I'm a little lost on this, right? But what happens to the privacy policies that the Apple phone can set on individual applications? Is that not covered by this? That prevents cross-app tracking. contamination, yeah. cross-app tracking and data leakage. It doesn't stop in-app so tiktok can data mine your phone all you want but tiktok cannot communicate with safari and put targeted ads in safari for you for example yeah and then every single video that you might throw into drafts whether you're you know maybe you haven't cropped it and there's something going on there they have it like it's like it's not on your phone it's up there they have it every keystroke you threw in there right they have that information they have that telemetry every search yeah it's crazy it's it's bryant said crazy for our third topic, 
VentureBeat had a super cool report that people are using the new AI chatbot by OpenAI. So call back to our earlier story, ChatGPT. And they're using ChatGPT to create new strains of ransomware. ChatGPT is great for things like asking it programming questions. People are saying it might overtake Stack Overflow for programmer backup support. But some bad actors are taking advantage of the programming to help write sophisticated ransomware. Like with most technological breakthroughs, the use of OpenAI is a dual-use technology with benign applications as well as malicious. This is the this is the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator movie where you know AI has uh, taken over the world. Is what, what do they call that? SafeNet or SecureNet? Whatever. SkyNet. SkyNet. There you go. <laughs> I think ChatGPT. Someone posted a screenshot of it and. It, it kind of pokes fun at itself that it says, I am definitely not Skynet, wink, wink. There, there's something in there that, that uh, they, they put in there. Like, if you you got to be able to make fun of yourself. I'm telling you, the internet and chat GPT is making college life so much easier. That and Control F, I think, just wickedly makes things different for people. Right. I remember, I think when I was in school, Wolfram Alpha if you guys remember that yeah. that one you could like put in a calculus problem that would spit out a, a solution to that but this is probably the next iteration of that because not only can it do advanced calculus but it could also do programming you have a i don't really know if you guys ever heard of a company issue. called cliff notes <laughs> that was my <laughs> friend never read a book <laughs> was it uh what was it back in the day it wasn't stack overflow maybe it was where you can like post programming questions so and ask for it for you yeah, yeah. there's experts exchange. I used to use them a lot. All I know is my my batting average for Brian Deach on the expert exchange or Yahoo Answers zero percent. <laughs> Swing my, and a miss every time. Yeah, my batting <laughs> average though, when my name was Brianna, and I had a cute little you know avatar, was a hundred percent. Like I was hitting dingers <laughs> all day long. Those guys were sexist jerks. It's true. <laughs> Brianna Deach. Brianna. Brianna Your alter Deach. ego. <laughs> yeah, nobody wanted to help out a dude, but I'll tell you Brianna, what. That's true. I didn't know you were going through it's some true. kind of change. <laughs> you know, you gotta a hack funny, the, they got to hack the system. There's a funny, I think it's an XKCD uh, comic, and it basically says, if you want help on a programming problem, don't just ask it. Like, post a solution, but get it wrong, and then somebody inevitably has to correct you, and then you'll get the right answer that way. So Megazone was actually like that. I think uh, I think I saw on the customer side when I was at U.S. Airways, and I opened up a ticket. I was like, I, I like I need to help writing this eye roll. They're like, we can't do that. He's like, but I'll tell you what, throw in a bunch of crap and then open up a ticket, and then I'll fix it for you. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I was like, it was like the worst pseudo code you've ever seen. Like it didn't even save. Right? It was so bad. And then we were able to work through it, and he kind of saved the day. So Megazone, thank you very much, man. Interesting. I wonder why I had to do it that way. Is it like the type of support they were allowed to give? Or well, I'm not so sure why had, that would be the case. Yeah. If you wanted to have an, an eye roll authored, you'd have to pay for professional services. But if you have uh, an eye roll that doesn't work, you can open up a ticket. And this dude was this cool. And by the way, his his name is his Megazone. That is it. I, I reached out to him on LinkedIn. Yeah. yeah. I added him. He added me back. Yeah, I remember. So I'm, yeah. I'm connected with him. Okay. He's a Seems like a cool dude. Yeah. I remember. I had added him as well. Should reach out, see if he'll come on as a guest. I bet you he would. Well, ChatGPT, I think, does have some limitations. So it, it 
doesn't swear, is taught not to use explicit language. And unlike previous AI bots that people get to train, it is specifically programmed not to become a racist AI robot. Like if you guys remember. (laughs) That's happened before. Yeah, (laughs) I'll I'll, I'll link through to it. But I think it was Microsoft. They posted on Twitter. They had a bot. And it was learning people. And then within, I don't know how, eight hours maybe, it became just spewing really, really vile and racist stuff because they didn't train it properly that it should not be spewing really vile and racist stuff. It's Leave it to the internet and they'll find a way to turn something bad. Internet or Microsoft? <laughs> no, it was the internet. Microsoft built it. Well, they built a poor product. And then wow. these idiots on the internet trained it to do do what they thought was hilarious. Can you imagine, like, you're like, hey, uh, we got to teach this thing not to be racist. Well, we better go out and crowdsource. Like, what should we not call a white person? And everyone's, like, raising their hand. Don't call him honky. Don't call him cracker. Like, it is, like they had <laughs> like to get the words. information somewhere. Yeah. If if yeah. answer equals cracker, if answer equals honky, <laughs> and a long <laughs> list, do not. If answer exists on Urban Dictionary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of a gray area. Am I going to have to bleep that out in post? Is that is that a racial epithet? I don't not know. I mean, white, not against white people. It's okay because Brian's white. So. <laughs> is it? I don't know. Like I, I've been called all those things, and I, I, I would take it as a, a, a term of endearment. I would even say hillbilly is another one that I wouldn't say is 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 racist either. Would you? Yeah. Did Jefferson said it? George Jefferson used to say that all the time. Do you guys remember that? Good times is that good times? No, that's not good times. That's uh the Jeffersons, the TV show. Yeah, I'm willing to bet that Chris beeps it all out, and then everyone's be that's right. accusing me of like dropping words that Brian. Why would you say that? This is a family safe podcast. Why would you yeah. say that, Brian? Yeah, Brian. <laughs> For everyone listening, I attacked my own race in theory. Oh, I don't think I did. <laughs> All right, for our last topic, and it'll be a rotating topic every week. This week, we're going to talk about what sounds like a compliment, but is actually an insult. So let's arm the listeners with some insults that sound like compliments to start off the new year. My favorite one is from Amazon chat support message. Someone posted on on Reddit and the Amazon chatbot or the support person said, and I quote, I am sorry for the inconvenience you caused. I just thought that was hilarious. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, I got a fortune cookie that said, you are as intelligent as you are good looking. Not sure how to take that one. You actually got that? When did you yeah. get that? Yeah, I was in a fortune wow. cookie one time. Yeah. Huh. Mine always gives me some six digit. Six, the lotto numbers? Six, yeah, the lotto numbers. I don't get anything else. You get to read the backside of it, bro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just kidding. I don't. Usually says that was in chicken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, the I'm sorry you feel that way. Not really a compliment, but I, I a funny way to end an argument. Like, I'm yeah. Apologizing without apologizing. What's your, what's your favorite way to insult people? That Excuse you. Doesn't sound like. <laughs> <laughs> you open the door for someone. You think you'd get a thank you, and then I say excuse you. So yeah. When they walk through, the I've heard this one many times. Like, you look great. Did you lose weight? I'm like, what? Wait a second. Sure? <laughs> are you implying? <laughs> what are you implying over there? Nice. Yeah, my uh, it was it was great back in the day. My my stepdad we used to go run like uh, used cars. Me and my friend, 
and he was just he's just the funniest person I've ever known. But he would just like walk up, and he'd always have something in his teeth. So you hear that, and he'd always look at my friend and be like, "You're no slave to fashion," and just walk away like this <laughs> randomness. You're just like, "What? What did you just say?" And then I remember, I'll never forget. He he walked up, and uh, my friend, his name was Nathan Souza, and uh, he had a hat on, and it was like. It was a nice hat, I think. And uh, my, my stepdad walks up. He's like, it's a nice hat. You should take it off and throw it in the garbage can. Just walks away. Like, <laughs> he was drop. always talking crap. Just, just, like, just like you, Brian. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, yeah we see just where you got it from. Follow up every uh, compliment with a direct insult. Like, yeah. nice hat. Just throw that away. Like, wait a second. That's yeah, all I got. You- you have a Filipino aunt. I don't know if you guys know the comment. It's like, oh, and they say, oh, what happened? Glenn's fat. And then you get the defending aunt that says, oh, he's not fat. He's husky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm husky. not fat. I'm just big boned. <laughs> husky. What the fudge? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I always say, no, I'm a well-fed American. But uh, Chris over here <laughs> dropping Cartman like uh, oh. impressions. I Good job, man. It's two weeks in a row. I did my Kyle impression last week by singing the the song for Todd. Wow. Yeah, did you guys watch that? I linked through to it right after the show and in the show notes for last week's episode. I did. I got bored of it. I was like, oof, this is stupid. Wasn't probably funnier for Todd. Probably funnier for Todd because he probably feels what Kyle felt. He probably does. You're right. Yeah, so I have another one down here. It's, It's, wow, you're so brave for wearing that. Sort of a compliment, but not. You tell me that a lot. You're so brave for wearing that. <laughs> <laughs> I wish Wait I had your confidence. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're nuts. <laughs> All right. Well, we want to hear from the listeners if you have any favorite insults or if you use one of our insults and what kind of reaction you get. Well, we continue to get great comments about our dad joke of the week. Dad joke of the week. This week, I'm up. And I'm going to do a holiday-inspired one, because technically we're recording this before the new year. Why was E the only letter in the alphabet to get a Christmas present this year? Why? Because the rest of the letters were not E. Oh, gosh. Someone help me. (laughs) Chris with the, uh, the white text. I like that. Very, very clever. (laughs) Wah, wah, wah. All right, to wrap things up, Google finally has some competition with ChatGPT. Your Roomba may be spying on you. TikTok for sure is spying on you. ChatGPT may be used for evil to write better ransomware. And I'm sorry you feel that way. That's all we have for this week. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. You can find us on LinkedIn. Links will be in the description. Follow us on Instagram at Podcast. Thank you to all our listeners and subscribers who raised five stars in the iTunes store and Spotify and left us a review. We appreciate you all spreading the word to help grow the show. Also, check out our new YouTube channel. The best way to find us is to search for the PebCAC podcast on your favorite podcast listening app. For our co-host Brian Deach and Glenn Medina, I'm Chris Louie. Thanks for listening. We'll see you all next week. And as always, have a nice day. Happy New Year's, everyone. Thanks yes, for listening. Happy New Year. Good luck with your stupid resolutions. They're not going to come true. <laughs> 